everyone. Welcome to episode 345 of This Is Whole Life. We are in a new year, finally. Yeah. A new message series. And yeah. then an entirely new, what are we What are we calling these? I mean, it's not a slogan. It's a, what are we, a theme? It's a theme. A theme. Was yeah. it a Have slogan? you never heard of this before, Randy? A theme? <laughs> well, is, that, is that new? It, it was a little is new. Is that a new thing here at Whole Life? Well, it, it is in the moment. Okay. Yeah. I'm, You've had a long day, haven't you already? <laughs> well, usually at night, I look and see what's coming up tomorrow. Yeah. Not that I didn't know what was like, you know, Tuesday is staff meeting, Tuesday is podcast, two days. Yeah. And, and then I was like, A-H-U, what was it? Advent Health like, University. Yeah. Right. And it was some WW or something in my account. I'm like, what is that? And then I'm like, oh, I'm like, I got to be with, Flo <laughs> with Freud today. And so and anyway, it, yeah, it was a. Not that that's a bad thing. No, no, no it was a great thing. thing. It was yeah. it was fun handing out you know boxes of goodies for the for all the students new, at Advent Health University. Good stuff. Yeah, see a lot of old friends, Reynolds and yeah. Ruben and the crew, and so it was a good morning. Just so back uh, to your original point, though. Theme, theme, theme. and we have a new theme for this year, like. 2022 was a rise. Oh, that's right, a rise. A rise. I've forgotten about that already. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I'm just, I'm just need to remind you. Well, we won't probably talk about too much uh, no. after this, but our new theme for 2023 is follow me. Is follow, follow me. me. Yeah, we're pretty excited about that. And man, I'll tell you what, we had a little art contest, and uh, Larry and Cecilia did some really cool stuff. They did a great and, job. And a shout out to the production team for yeah. putting that together. That was really nice. It was excellent. The yeah. video is great. If you yeah, can it see it, make sure you watch it. I think we'll, I'm sure our social media person or web person will be putting that video yeah. up somewhere. I'm sure. Um, we'll have to talk to him. Yeah, he's a, see what he's a pretty there. he's a pretty easygoing guy. He'll probably say yes. Oh, he's super cool. <laughs> super cool. And uh, so anyway, so the cool thing is that uh, Cecilia is the winner of the logo part of it. Her logo is our sermon series for the month in February, January and February. I don't know how many of you noticed this, but every sermon series that we have usually has its own kind of logo or look that goes with it. Mm -hmm. So Cecilia. As the winner of the logo contest, her logo is for this sermon series in January and February uh, called Follow Me, which is the theme of the year, too. Nice. And then we also have a, a theme. We have a graphic artist that we work with that um, creates logos and that, uh, that there's a official year-long logo nice. that uh, that was the same person does did the Arise, and we'll probably using them, be using them. But anyway, but Cecilia's really excited. She did such a great job, such a cool... Logo, and so we're thinking already. She was right; it does look good on a T-shirt. Mm. So we're gonna have to. I'm not saying mm -hmm. the T-shirts, but I'm just saying maybe you know, could know something could be yeah. happening here. And <laughs> I'll tell you this, Randy. I'm gonna give you a little heads up. All of our, uh, all of our uh, um, listeners, you do not want to miss the last Saturday in February at Whole Life last Church. Saturday mm -hmm. in February. Last, last Saturday, Saturday, Saturday in February. There are. There's gonna be some free things given away. And you do not want to miss being here for that. That's Put it on your calendar, Randy. Yep. So, well, I'm, I, 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 you can see right here, I have my out, and I'm looking at the 20th. Am I busy on the 25th? Let's take a peek. No, I'm not. I'm going to be here. Great. So, okay. I hope everybody it. else uh, looked it up too and then, while you were doing that. Yeah. It's, what are we doing on the 25th? Are we, are we not there's lots that. of great stuff. I, you know, to be quite honest with you, I wouldn't miss a sa Saturday in between now and then, but uh, – you definitely want to make plans to be here the last. Are Saturday we follow February. me that because this sounds like now? Yes, I'm, I'm assuming basically between now and the end of February, we're doing a whole series of sermons called "Follow Me." It's a series on "Follow Me." So you're and saying it was planned? 
when you plan a theme, you also planned this to go along with it. Randy, I, want you, I want you to know that we have all of our sermons <laughs> planned through the end of uh, 2023. Uh, Jeff, I think, nearly fell out of his chair when I called him in October yeah. of last year and said, I need you to preach a sermon in on December. this in December. He's yeah. like, well, that's coming up pretty quick. I was like, no, 2023 <laughs> December. He's like, whoa, whoa, wait, wait, wait a minute. Yeah. So yeah, so we 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 really try to like, I try to plan out the next year's sermons in October. But you can hear people gasping this past week. If you go listen to the sermon, I think it was second service, when you're like, you know, we know what's happening. You know, we know rise. We know follow me in the next year's connected. And people are like, <gasps> and then fourth year. And then like, yeah, we got things for five years. <gasps> People gasp like nobody plans that far in advance. People good, plan. Good it. job, Ken. Uh, I mean, some people do. True. Obviously, people do. People do. do. They? Yeah, okay. got to have a plan. Got to know where you're, where, where you're headed. And I, I think that uh, sometimes Christians think that the Holy Spirit can't help you plan in advance. <laughs> and uh, I don't. It seems to me that 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 can be done. So anyway, but the point is, got it. Really, um, got a fun series. It's going to be just a terrific year of worship here at Whole Life. Every year is a great year, but it, I'm just super psyched about this. And so one of the things I'm doing with this series, the Follow Me series, is we're looking at different people in the Gospels that Jesus said to follow me. And then we learned the lessons that each one of those people learned from their call from Jesus to follow him. So, so it might be helpful. Yeah, it's going to be super helpful. I am I am off this next Saturday. It's and Anderlein, right? Anderlein is preaching. It's going to be great. See, I know things. And, uh, and then... <laughs> This Saturday after, <laughs> I am going to be talking about Philip's call uh, to follow me and how we respond when we're called. So what, cool. what's the proper response when Jesus calls you? And Annalene this week is talking about the people who are the, the people themselves who are called. So anyway, so yeah. Some fun stuff coming up, and uh, don't don't miss a Saturday here at Whole Life. You'll be sorry you did, because all your friends will be talking about it, and you won't know what they were talking about. I know, I know. <laughs> well, <they're not. laughs> then you just have to listen to the podcast and yeah. find out. Well, <laughs> if the week one was any indication, I mean, I have, I mean, I don't know if I can even read these. I put them on a piece of paper to print, and they're awfully small. We'll see if my oh my bifocals are seven years out of date. It's about time for Uh-oh. the glasses, but we'll 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 we'll, we'll make it work. The invitation by Jesus, who was as a rabbi, but as a complete different idea than what would have been, you had to get invited typically to a rabbi school. But then Jesus flips that. And I always like it when Jesus does exactly the opposite of what we would do as humans. I always figure that's pretty good indication that we're usually probably at least (laughs) all wrong. And the, the fact that he does that, but how do you think the disciples took that? invitation. I mean, not only would you not be expecting it just because it's not done that way, but then you're like, and then, you know, Jesus is a person without a home. Like here's a homeless person telling you to follow him when this is completely the wrong way to do it. And then what would, what would have been their motivation? Was it just because they understood in some way, some level, the Holy Spirit and that Jesus was who he was? Because it doesn't seem to make sense otherwise. You know, the book of Mark that we took our um, theme verse out of, Mark really does not, Mark really puts a lot of value on, they just did it. Um, (laughs) And without any context to it, it's like, you know, Jesus called, they went, that's what's important, remember that. There is more context to it, though. When you look at the book of John, it's really clear that these disciples had met Jesus before. 
and most likely these disciples had actually heard John say, behold, the Lamb of God that takes away the sins mm. of the world. And so, you know, these four were familiar with Jesus, they were familiar with his ministry, or the beginnings of his ministry, and so they, they, they were making an informed decision when they left. I, it may have been a surprise to them that Jesus walking, I mean, can you just Imagine, you know, that your your favorite uh, street preacher walking into your place of business and saying, "Follow me," <laughs> and, and you just like lay all your work down and head out the door and like done. And uh, so, you know, I think we can't take away at all from the the um, the faith commitment on their part to do it. And yet, I think it's also important to to recognize that they probably were making. Uh, an informed decision, not just a, hey, here's a random guy that just called me to come follow. Okay, why not? Let's do that. You know, I don't, it wasn't, I don't believe that. Mark wrote the Twitter version of, of the Gospels. Yes. So he, he was in a hurry. <laughs> Bless he his heart and I love him for hurry. it. <laughs> I like that he condensed it. You know, keep the characters short and just get to the point. Well, you think about it though, um, there's some that have called the Gospel of Mark the Gospel of Peter because theologians, theorized that Mark got his version of the gospel from Peter, and that's the, that's where he got his version of events. And so I always like to imagine, it just makes sense to me that Peter would be pretty spare with the words and be like, just just tell the story already. We're, it's, <laughs> just, just, this is what's important. Well, Mark was in such a hurry that he got to the end of his book and kind of quit in the middle of a story. Yeah. So, well, this yeah. one surprised us about somebody who theoretically ran off into the night without his clothes, right? He's in a hurry to get, <laughs> get places. If you don't know what I'm talking about, in the book of Mark, there's, when Jesus is arrested, there's a young man that runs off without his clothes into the into middle the of the night. night. And the readers are led to believe that is the writer himself. So, <laughs> well, I, I liked the way that, that you kind of brought those all together and then, and, but also careful to remind people that as you know, we're talking about, this is the theme for the year. Follow me very intentional. We, you know, we arise and now we're, we're following. And it always seems like it's easy to, and it, I don't know, maybe it's just me, but it seems like it's easy to forget not about Jesus, but that when you get set on, well, you know, I go to I go to Whole Life Church and we have ministries, and yeah, you know, I thought the the call for hey, none of this happens unless you guys are involved with this this year, it was a really good one. The way you laid it out, you, you mentioned the staff that is leading in a lot of ways, looking for other people to to follow and 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 also lead, follow and lead. How do you keep your priorities straight about why we're doing what we're doing so it doesn't get caught up into this is just something that I have to do or I feel guilty that if I don't do it or that it doesn't lose the meaning or the specific maybe vigor with which we would love to see people engaged and involved in? Because to me, it, it seems often that it gets easily confused as to what I'm Why am I doing this? I'm pondering that question. Um, so you're you're asking, how do we not? I mean, we're asking people to definitely follow. The, we have a mission, we have a vision, and you know, we, I think we're clear with that a lot from the front and from you know here on the podcast, different things. I think people know that what we're trying to do is, is genuine, but also to in the process of that, 
maybe God hasn't said anything to me specific, but I really feel a tug that I should, you know, be involved somehow. And I'm not sure what that is. Do I just do it because I should? Or do I do it because I like Jeff and I think Jeff's a really good guy and I should follow Jeff in his small group or his, you know, Jeff leads out in small group. Should I just do a small group? But I feel like just being involved without without the Holy Spirit or without you feeling like you've been impressed to do it can be a tricky thing to do. Or, or does it not matter if it's, it's like, if you don't know, just do something. Just eat your vegetables already. <laughs> just eat the vegetables and just do it. Is that it? It's a really hard thing to not look at this as a very personal call. In other words, will it add meaning? Will it provide a sense of fulfillment when it comes to the things that I think of myself and what I should or shouldn't be doing, those kind of things? I do think that when you feel like that question, because it's interesting, you asked the question and there was a visible, well, an audible pause, um, because I do think that you you struggle with what is the right reason to to be in service or to follow. What is the right reason? And I think that that's the whole point of. And I love Ken's illustration of calling somebody out, of the, and he asked, "Why did you do it?" And we all have different reasons, but in the end, I think whatever reason it took us to do it. Is transition is transformed okay. into the reason why it ends up. Oh yeah, this because actually, as you follow Jesus, I think the reasons change as to why I continue to follow Jesus. Hmm. I think Jesus transforms our lives to all of a sudden we see a different picture of not only who we are as we follow, but we see a different picture of Him, and we go, "Oh my goodness." If I'd have seen this picture from the beginning, yeah. I wouldn't have hesitated at all. Sure. But it's a different motivation in the beginning. But this is a safe place to be involved, too. It's from what I heard from you know Ken uh, speaking this week. and Because I can think of a time when I served at church when I probably really shouldn't have been serving yeah, at church. But, that, but and, that's okay, because that was the right reason to do it at okay. that point. But okay. I think, see, that's my thing. I don't think people become transformed by sitting on the sidelines. I think you become transformed by playing the game. Yeah. I think there's a time when you, you know, if we're going to use the, um, you know, NFL as a, you know, you you get your rookie quarterbacks in. It's nice to have them sit on the sideline behind a veteran who goes in and they kind of get, kind of watch the speed of the game and they kind of learn some things from that person. But there's just really no substitute to getting in there and doing it yourself. And you're going to get sacked. You're going to things are, you know, uh, one of the things I'd say is when it comes to being involved with what, what what's happening here is if, if you're a part, if you love what whole life is doing and you think, man, I, I think that they're doing good things, my encouragement is then, then how are you going to support that? How are you going to be a part of that? Because if we're not doing good things, you're like, I don't, I don't really agree with what I see there. I don't like that. I don't expect anybody to be involved with that. If you're, if you don't feel that way, then absolutely, well, you don't need to be involved. But if you do think that good things are happening here, my question to you is not, I'm not here to tell you what to do, but my question is, how are you going to, what, what do you feel like you can add? Do you hear the Holy Spirit telling you a place where you can add value and that you can make whole life a better place? Um, I can't tell you. I'm a. I, I think I said maybe it was last week or week before. I don't remember when, but I'm an introvert by nature, and so really, I can't tell you how many times that I have um, 
force myself to go to some party or to some event that I did not want to leave the house for. I did not want to, I just, I didn't want to go. <laughs> and I remember, um, you know, Rochelle, come on, Ken, we need to go. This, you got, oh, I don't want to go. It's going to be, blah, blah, blah. and then I get there, I have a really good time. I'm like, man, I'm really glad I went. That was really, yeah. that was really worth the time. I'm glad I did it. And I think that sometimes we put off some things that spiritually that would be good for us that we just don't feel like in the moment. But if we actually did it, we'd be like, wow, that, that was good. Yeah. That adds some value to my life. I like that answer because there, the thing I guess I worried about was, I mean, I know what state of, what state of mind, what state of consciousness, well, what I looked like, what I smelled like in it, it it wasn't necessarily a safe place to even be there, but I, and I didn't say yes to the Holy Spirit because I would have not heard the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. I said yes to someone who tricked me into thinking that they'd already gotten an okay from someone else who I was close to and said, if they said they'd do it, if you do it. And I was like, really? Well, I can't, I can't believe that. And they didn't. And both it was used <laughs> in both directions and we both ended up doing it. And I guess it's probably that insecure part of me that still thinks that people are judging me if I'm here Randy, um, I in a, think in a role that way. I I think that maybe you just didn't recognize the Holy Spirit's voice because. Oh, there you go. I mean, maybe I think the Holy Spirit knows how to speak loud enough so that you can hear, and it sounds like the Holy Spirit spoke loud enough that both of you heard. Look, yeah. you ended up in the same place. Look, I, well, I like your optimism that that's, the, 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 <laughs> and I, I think that that because what I'm really saying, want to know is like people that feel maybe they're new to whole life and they they haven't experienced maybe yet that you know the the family vibe that we that we have and and that we really feel like everyone's part of this of of, of the church and we all need to play a role in it and so maybe maybe you're a good person to ask since you've only been here a little just a short period of time and you only have a short period of time, what would you tell someone about, well, I don't, I don't know if I should, if I should volunteer. Is this a good place, a safe place? Is, I mean, am I, are there other qualifications? What would you tell somebody? I would say, let's look at the people that Jesus called. <laughs> Did they have it together? Were they, were they, you know, the best in their field? Did they have all the answers? Were they the right temperament? Did they have the best past? And I think the answer to that is no. And so if you look at the assortment of people that Jesus called, then I don't, I, I don't know that there is any measure for an entry point. Hmm. I like that. And I think that's just one of the things that, that I hope came across in the sermon this last week is that Jesus, Jesus went to where they were working. They didn't go to his school of theology, apply, and get they got enough they got test scores that were high enough that they were allowed to to inch, you know get in this wasn't you know we won't this wasn't Vanderbilt school of theology where you know you have to be the best and the brightest to get in this was you know this was a school that would accept Ken Wetmore uh, and so and so and so and so the, the point is that that's this was so this what was so backwards can you imagine the dean of this of the school of theology at Vanderbilt going to a garage and saying to one of the mechanics they're like hey come get your phd and i'm going to walk with you through it maybe that maybe that would happen you know i don't know the person there but i can't imagine the school of theology at southern adventist university where i went to 
sending the dean of of their program to you know random professions and just saying hey come here and hang out with me for the next three years four years and and you'll have a degree by the time you're done i mean it doesn't happen that way you go you 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 know you turn in your sat scores you go ahead and write your essay on why you belong there and then when you get there they have a weeding out process for that are you up to par are you gonna you know and and then you've got to write a thesis at the end and you've got to do all you know you got to do a lot of stuff and there, there, there's nothing wrong with that process by the way i'm i'm thinking sure, there's yeah. a lot of really great things that come out of that but that but to me that's what's so incredible about what jesus did it was just so backwards to what the educational institutions in his time were doing, the other rabbis were doing, just as it would have been backwards in our time to what we do. And again, that's not to criticize their the, what was happening in Jesus' time even. It's just to tell you how confident Jesus is in his ability to transform people when he comes into proximity to them. It, it is an absolute staggering thing to think that, that Jesus doesn't care who you are, where you've been, what your profession is. He just cares if you want to follow him. Do you want is that that's the qualification? Are you willing to to leave things behind? Yeah. And follow him as you can. And you know the the amazing thing to me is even the ones who weren't willing to leave things behind at times, Jesus Jesus was would be like that's okay. We'll we'll circle back around. We'll circle back around. And um, that's tough to believe, though. Uh, I'm sure any time and I'm sure today is no no today is no different. But it feels weird from someone who's been I mean, I've been in the situation where you feel like you're you're certainly not worthy. And I, I hope no one would ever come here and feel like nobody wanted them to be involved. I don't, I don't think anyone would get that. But as you know, again, as as, as people, maybe somebody knew. Uh, that might encounter, it's just like, well, it's church. This must be what it's like. And I just want to say that through this, it, this has been on my mind ever since the message this week and just working things out in my own head for how I feel about this and just, you know, wanting people to know that it is a safe place. And if you feel like you should be involved, but you don't have the answers, come and see, come and talk to somebody. We're, and an, inclusive, let's do this. we're an inclusive church, Randy. And yep. what that means is that we don't wait for people to be perfect to uh, let them be involved. Yeah, we don't wait for people to be perfect. We understand that people aren't perfect, and I think it's really important that we not that we don't teach people to hide things so that they can belong and be a part of things. And that's really what a lot of times happens in church environments: is mm -hmm. we basically say, "If you've got a problem, just make sure nobody knows about right, it, yeah. <laughs> and then we'll let you go ahead and be involved." And then we'll go ahead and let you participate, and then we'll let you go ahead and do those things. But if you've got problems in your life, you're not going to be able to do those things. And what that does is it just teaches people to bury their problems, to hide them, and to put on a fake show. And, you know, look, from, from whoever's running the sound and video to whoever's in the Sabbath schools to whoever's up front to whoever's preaching— we all have sin in our life. We all have issues in our life that we're dealing with. And we can be disingenuous about that and hide it, or we can just be real about who we are. We can see other people and say, you know what? They're not perfect, but that doesn't mean that Jesus hasn't called them to do what they're doing today. Yeah. And 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 Jesus, I'll just trust that Jesus, they're on the journey with Jesus the same way 
that I am, but I've just watched in my own life. You know, there was a period in my life where I went through some really difficult things, and I buried them deep because I was a part of a church that if I shared those things that I was doing, that I knew that they that I wasn't supposed to be doing. Right. Yeah. Even though at that point I was like, well, I think it's okay for me to be doing it. I just think that these people don't think it is. But I knew I, I couldn't admit it, so I didn't. And it's, and I can only imagine what would have happened if I'd had a community that was actually around me. Like, hey, if you're making a mistake, we're going to love you anywhere. We're going to walk alongside you. We're, we're not going to throw you out and say that you don't have anything to give. We're going to encourage you to make better decisions. I wonder, what, I wonder how much different that would have been for me. And and so that's one of the reasons why it's such a big deal to me in a pastoral position to extend the grace that I that I wish I would have felt like was available. Yeah. Uh, and and you can't change it. There's sometimes people never feel it, even if you extend it, right? No, for sure. Yeah. But that's... people should not feel like you have there's there's no reason if you want to be involved, if you want to help out with something, you should 100% talk to whichever part of our staff team is overseeing that area and let them know. But it's super important to me that people feel loved and valued at the, at Whole Life Church, because I know that God loves and values everybody. God's not, just because you make mistakes and are currently making mistakes does not mean that God is not there with you, is not wanting to work with you. And I, it's just, it's, it bothers me <laughs> the level. It bothers me how so many times we we just write people off until they can quote unquote get their act together, and um, or sometimes we just write ourselves off. Yeah, too. you no, know, it's tr- it's true. But I, feel- I just, I watch, you know, I watch the AA and NA programs. And everybody there, when they get up front the first time, says, you know, hi, I'm Ken, I'm this. They admit it right up front, and there's just a power to that. So, anyway. Well, this wasn't exactly where I thought I was going today, honestly. I (laughs) kind of went Sorry, I might have detoured us a little bit, too. No, you didn't. It was, I'm glad that you've said those things, because I think when people come here, and I hope they feel like I feel... And obviously, this is something that, you know, from my past that can on occasion rears its head and you you question, and I'm sure that's the devil just going, what are you doing working at a church? You, you know, do you remember just, you know, here, here and here? And, and I mean, I, I know he does that to all of us, but I think walking in our doors, I know I felt it and continue to feel it since we first came here was that there was a lot of grace here and a lot of understanding and not an expectation of perfection. And I think those those churches a lot of times you walk in and you'll feel it right, you'll feel it right away it's palpable. Just so that people know that if you've been waiting or you've been thinking maybe I should do something, maybe I should get involved, but just whole life seems like they have their stuff together. Maybe they don't need me. No, we do need you. Trust me, there's a ton of things that we need you. And if you listen to what Ken said about the five years and the things that we, even just the projects he talked about, which isn't even, if you've never seen his whiteboard, that's not even anywhere close to even what's just there. And I am I know there's probably three times that inside of his head that's rolling there. We need everyone to to find a place where they can be a part of the family and contribute. Yeah, I, One of the things that I think we value more so, a lot more, Perfection is such a, a weird word anyway. And um, 
because we all have different degrees, but we do value authenticity. And I think that's the piece that as, and I think that's what most churches should be going after is, is that realness. Because if I'm, if I, if they want me to be real, there's a lot of, of foibles and mistakes <laughs> and messing up that they're going to have to deal with. That's Absolutely. just real, right? Yeah. But if I can be the most authentic person that I can be as God continues to work in my life, which I think is important, that you know, I love what Ken had to say regarding following. The whole point is that it's a direction that we get a chance to move in with Jesus. We get a chance to turn away from those the past that I don't even like, and we get a chance to follow after. So I do, I do like that piece. But the authenticity part is that every day I become more and more authentic, and every day I became become more and more of how Jesus actually wanted me to be from the mm. beginning. Right. Yeah. So it's not perfection. Jesus is perfect. But I was just going to say it was but, His perfection, yeah. but not the perfection but that I go mine. after. Yeah. So and so a lot of people get held back, and that's exactly. You know, I think that's what Ken was trying to say is we get held back by the judgments. Yeah. But we also get held back by our own, you know, evaluations and assessments of ourselves. So I, you know, for those of you that are listening, do not think that that's a measure of what we look at. We want involvement to be more about giving of your heart as opposed to be giving of a, a perfect formation of what you think you should be. Of what you should be, yeah. yeah. Well, anyway, that was, again, that was not exactly, I mean, that thought it's not process. not where you wanted to go. The, well, it, <laughs> you know, the thought process has been in my head since the message, because when I was listening to it, it just, it brought me back to, you know, 20 some odd years ago. And it just, uh, the struggle and, you know, knowing what it feels like when you don't think your church who... I mean, maybe your church is full of friends you've known forever, but you still don't feel like your gift set or what you are, who you are, is needed or even worse, wanted. Mm-hmm. And I don't want anyone to ever think that, you know, like we didn't address it or like you didn't feel it. But like, yes, everyone is welcome to to be a part. Like Ken said, we'll you talk to talk to whoever is leading. If you don't know who's leading, just ask any one of us. We'll let you know who's leading in that department. And let's have a conversation. Let's uh, let's go to lunch and find out what's, you know, what's cooking and what's going on and, you know, find a place for you because it's the acceptance of your church family is such a big deal to so many people that either have missed it in the past or maybe they they had it and it got and it got broken and to think that someone is sitting there on a Saturday that's just coming like Ken mentioned just coming to to be there almost with the hope that you find it instead of let's be proactive together and let's find it and let's let's get you connected and and have a great year it's the invitation the invitation the that, invitation was if, that yeah the invitation like man almost. see people can plans Ken plans. It's like it's all working together for the the common goal. All right. Well, let's get to the questions and the comments. We had a bunch, and if this is any indication, I think the follow me is going to be a, <laughs> is going to be a popular couple of weeks. The first one came from Nate, who said, "Ken said Jesus would love for us to leave our hurt, guilt, and things that are going that are going to love." What a great quote! I just have had a hard 
time to realize my own guilt and hurt and how to let it go because it represents me. I guess that's where the invitation comes in. It's coming to Jesus's house. Nice. Yeah. And he followed that with, so with the proximity that Ken's asking, I would wonder how that works when I want to be closer to Jesus, but he just seems to be far away. Can I see Jesus at a far proximity and then have him come closer? I think probably the answer to that would be that the moment that uh, Peter is sinking under the waves when he's trying to walk <laughs> on the water, and I'm sure that Jesus seemed very far, far, far away, and then he calls out, Lord, help me, and the next thing you know, Jesus is right there pulling him out. Yeah. So I think what I'd say is that don't let your feelings overrule the truth. The truth is that Jesus is near, even when we don't always feel it, he's there. And, and he's close. And um, when I look back on my life and the times that Jesus felt far away, I can see where he was actually so much closer um, than I realized. Yeah. But it just in the moment, things are tough and you don't, you can't, you don't feel it. Um, so don't let your feelings get in the way of the truth. Jesus is right there with you. I think sometimes those difficult parts do, <laughs> makes it seem like you take your glasses yeah, you, off and you don't yeah. see them as good. You can claim the promise, never will I leave you. you know, yeah. Never will I leave, never will I abandon you. That I will, you know, and so you can claim that. Yeah, I do think sometimes we actually do create a, uh, you know, a sensory side of our faith and that that's what we rely on when in actuality there's a great deal of just cognitive this, this is what I have to go on. This is faith now. Yeah. It's not how I feel at this point. It, my faith is, is a cognitive thing as well. So. Yeah. But great question. Anonymous 2 wants to know, did Jesus ask the disciples to follow blindly? What evidence did they have for Jesus' credibility? And I think we, we talked about talked, that earlier. Yeah, we kind of touched yeah. that at the beginning. If you didn't quite catch that, just run back to the to near the front end of this, where the book of John in particular. Yeah. Um, I don't think that actually John the Baptist gets as much coverage as he probably deserves. He was quite influential mm -hmm. uh, at this, the beginning stages of Jesus' ministry. It does seem that way, even yeah. though that he was going to pave the way for the one— I mean, there's there's obviously portions of the Bible that where it does give some accounts of that, but right. it doesn't seem like it's a whole lot. So I can see where maybe well, if you would think... people are coming out of Jerusalem all the way down yeah. to, Jer to the Jordan River, which is a big trip. Yeah, that's all, we I've had heard. People from Jerusalem that were priests and 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 rabbis and so forth, they were coming down to hear this guy. So this is not a a small thing. So yeah, he was a big deal. And so when he calls Jesus out would, as being greater than yeah. him. It would have made it an impression. Yeah, yeah. That's a validation that we sometimes underscore. Yeah, I think so. Anonymous asked, how to follow Jesus when the circumstances are not going in your favor? I would like to go to the church, but it, but I don't have a car right at the moment. So Anonymous, uh, man, I hope you find a way to come down yeah. and worship with us in person. That would be and uh, Maybe if you, uh, if you awesome. could just get in touch with our office, we could find somebody who's coming from the coming area, area that you're in that might yeah. be able to. We're also on the bus route. Right. <laughs> yeah, we, we are on the bus route. I mean, right out bus, front. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. So uh, yeah. And get the train, if you can get to the train too, we're actually not, not well, far yeah. from the, the yeah, sunrail too. That gets off right. Although like, that doesn't run on Saturdays, does it? Nah, Sunrail doesn't run on Saturdays, I don't yeah, think. Not yet. I think it does. Bummer, because that's close, too. All right. Next one was, 
Um, Rosie just uh, had a comment. God doesn't call the qualified; He calls the call. He qualifies the called. <laughs> and I thought that was uh, that was a, good. that was good. Mm-hmm. And then Joe asked, uh, Jesus chose his disciples. Did the disciples' wives and children go with? I thought that was interesting because we see how it's portrayed on the chosen. And does that seem accurate or no? I think it's extremely accurate. Yeah. Um, and for those of you who aren't watching the chosen series. Dallas Jenkins is doing an amazing job of incorporating the struggle that goes along with the spouses of people who are in high-pressure, high-demand jobs or in in ministry jobs, particularly is what he's pointing out, and that the hurt and pain that can go along with that. And and so, yeah, I think that I think it's uh, almost. I think it's very likely that those those that the disciples, several of them, had spouses. That those spouses may have may or may not have traveled with them. Um, you know, there's a lot of different ways to do things, and so. But yeah, I think that it's one of those kind of untold stories of the Bible that will be interesting to see the real story when we mm, get yeah. to heaven. I like to think the first time that I saw the chosen and Peter and Eve. You know they have their their conflict going, and Eve is Peter's wife. Is, if you haven't watched, is this Peter's judgment, wife. Yeah. And um, thinking, and I thought to myself, I wonder though, kind of that same question if they went along, because I wouldn't assume it would have been any other rabbinical school would be like, hey, bring your spouse with you, because <laughs> I, I don't think that would have been you know with the Torah and, yeah. and, and learning would have been something they would have encouraged. So I'm like, maybe Jesus that was another maybe that was another well, 180, and Jesus took him with. Just you, you do know. have to wonder about you know because we. I mean, we're assuming all of these things, but you do have to wonder because there was a livelihood that had to be made for these homes and these households. So, yeah. Yeah. It's a good question. Good question. A different anonymous asked, I think God the Father sent Jesus just at the proper time of Earth's history. If he'd been sent today, I'm not sure with all the distractions, which I believe is Satan's biggest guys, that he would even had a Facebook or a TikTok or an Insta account. (laughs) He was a simple man and we need to spend time with him if we want to follow him. And it's hard to argue with the fact that they were on the move and every day and I'll think, oh, no, time to stop for a scroll break and let's check the (laughs) socials and see how we're doing. I mean, (laughs) it's kind of fun to think about, but uh, maybe not too far from wrong. It is an interesting thing to think about what Jesus (laughs) would have looked like today. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. And I don't know. I'm not sure if I agree that he wouldn't have had an Instagram account or Facebook account. It's hard to say for me. I think Jesus was very wise about the way he went about doing what he was trying to, the things he was trying to accomplish. So, and he was such an incredible storyteller. It'd be very interesting to see how Jesus went went about doing that in today's, today's world. I think you could have done it in 140 characters or less personally, but that's just me. I don't know. All right. Twitter's a hard one for me. (laughs) Uh, Rosie said in nursing school, we're taught that healing and doing what is and her healing in doing what's best is often painful. People find it hard to put in the work for healing, and that goes across the board. But the future comfort is worth the discomfort, I think. Wow. And I think that's, uh, that's pretty, good. It's good. I think that's pretty good advice, Rosie. Uh, Rob said, when I began to follow Jesus, I have seen how faithful God's kingdom really is. My health, spirit, finance, and my outlook of life totally changed due to my following him. 
And if there was ever a a, a good plug to say, yeah. wow, following Jesus really changed my life. Uh, thanks, Rob. Yeah, Those are yeah. ones that we all need to hear and know that someone else decided to follow and it turned out okay. And it actually turned out better than okay and better than you might have expected. Matt asks, can you please answer this on the podcast? Do calls from God ever call you away from Christian community? Hmm. Um, that That's an interesting question. I, I do think that the, the first, first of all with Rob, is that I think we could all agree that there is probably never a person that I've met, maybe Ken, you could go with this, there's never a person that I've met that said, you know, I've followed Jesus and I followed him to the nth degree and I am so sorry I did. I've never met anybody that that said that. So uh, Christian community, uh, thats maybe that's a relative term. You know, what does that mean? Yeah. Um, there are times when I believe God calls us to some pretty desolate areas, some pretty um, dark areas of the world, and maybe community is difficult. I mean, I think of uh, different people that have been in prison and different people who, you know, even people that Paul, uh, people who even in the in a, in the New Testament have been in prison, Joseph and so forth. So does he? Yes, I think he does call us to places where there are not Christians. Right. There would be no. There would, uh, be, there would be, no be no missionaries. Missionaries, if that were the case. Right. <laughs> but I think we we're called also to to, to create, be into. Yeah. To yeah. create that for. It. I think there are times where where you were a Christian we can can be called out of community. Take Jesus going into the yeah. wilderness for a while. What I believe, though, is this: it's all, always temporary. It's a it's a time of recharging, growing, things like that, and and it's a time to prepare you to go back into community. God created us to be communal. He, he created human beings to need each other. Right. Uh, we you know we have words for people who can't live in society, mm. that can't live in community. Yeah. And I do believe that that Christianity in particular emphasizes not only the centrality of Christ, but the centrality of Christ in community, the, uh, togetherness. I mean, we call communion, communion because it comes out of that word community. Yeah. And so community is really important. I think we need to be careful about pulling ourselves out. You know, I believe it was Paul that later on says, or was it James? It says, um, don't give up the assembly, uh, assembling together as some are, are in the want of doing. Uh, and basically says, "Hey, it's important to get together." Um, so uh, I'm not a I'm not a big fan of telling people that you know just go ahead and leave Christianity, do your own thing, have your own walk with God, because so much of my walk with God is dependent on my walk with others around me, hmm. um, and their encouragement and the accountability that they bring. So I think those are things that are important. But are there times where God calls us out for a short period of time? I do believe there are. Yeah. Excellent. All right. We got one more comment to go. And this one is from Sharon. And I think this one really just kind of talks into some of the priorities when you talked about following and there might be things you have to leave behind or things you have to evaluate moving forward because there might be things asked of you. And she said, I left a job last month because it was robbing me of my time and especially my time with God. I was becoming distant to him. I am not letting my new job interfere again like the previous one. He guides us to better pastures. And I think that's really important to keep in mind that if you're going to 
if you're making a different kind of a change and a specific change for a different outcome, we had kind of have to go after that with different expectations and different guides and, and different, um, different rules maybe that we're going to live by in that new endeavor. And if we're going to follow this year, I think Sharon's got it right. We uh, just not going to let that happen again and to the best of our ability and, and let it go through. And that's fortunate that you, you know, that you can make that uh, transition. Right. Too. Yeah. yeah. However, that's how, whatever became of it or started it or, or made that the priority yeah. to realize then in the context of what God's asking you to do, that's, that's pretty awesome. So thanks everyone. That was a, a ton of questions and comments and there was a lot of good ones this week and we always appreciate that. And if you think of something else or you come up with something later, it's 407-965-1607 or podcast at wholelife.church and you can email, voicemail, text, whatever works out easiest for you. So uh, the invitation. We okay, so we got the invitation. That's week one. What are we up against this week? Pastor Annaline is going to talk oh, about right, those who have been chosen. Chosen. Yeah. All right. She's not going to play clips of the chosen, is she? She is. Is she? She's got a. I know ah. she's starting off uh, the sermon with a clip from the chosen. Yeah. Nice. Well, if you've never been exposed, maybe you will be this week. And yeah. if you're like me and you have to find a different way on a different app because you have old devices sometimes to connect to it at home so you can see the new episodes, you do what you have to do to keep <laughs> up. So that's next week. And we're going to be in this all the way till February? Is that all what the way through the end of February. Nice, nice. And then when we get into March, it's church retreat. So oh, man. be ready to sign up for that. Church retreat. Oh, be good. That's going to be, you know, it's funny. I know the web guy around here and he started working on the page the other day because he looked at the calendar and was like, man, it's, it's going to be here before up. we know. There's lots of cool stuff coming up. So as always, check our website, wholelife.church. There's a bunch of things that will go up this week that you'll want to know about. And those all all the new things rotate in the carousel on the front page so you don't have to go very far. And there's links to all the information inside of there that you need. And um, that's going to do it for this week. So thank you for, again for all the uh, the input. Send them in any time you think of it. And even if it's past stuff, we'll still go back and take a look. And we look forward to seeing more of you around and following me, you, him, all of us. Follow me. Follow me. Two words, Randy. Follow, Follow me. me. See, I'm having a real tough time with it. See, I've always... <laughs> It's, it's, He's trying to figure out how do I get out of saying follow, follow me, me and I'm not saying they're not supposed to follow me. Yeah, don't follow me. He, follow him. Jesus. Jesus. There we go. There Thanks, go. Ken. See, that's why the pastor, senior pastor has got to be around because if he's not, who's going to keep us all in line? That's a tough one. I worry about that sometimes. Do you? I want me to. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed today as much as we did, and we'll see you all again next week. <laughs>